Hello, everyone. So excited to be here today with Jesse. Uh, Jesse and I were actually on a panel recently together, and I was blown away by her story. And I am so excited to have this opportunity to have this conversation with her and for her to share her experiences, her story with you. And so Jessie's the founder and CEO of a thriving video production company, Modern Muse Media, that trains businesses on how to create and use social media, social media, social media video <laughs> for effective marketing. So welcome, welcome, Jessie. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And what I realized is missing in that introduction bio that I sent is that we are an all-female video production team, um, but we'll get to that. Ooh, okay. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to hear. So, so Jesse, the theme of the podcast is My Dead Dragon. And really and truly, we're talking about how you came to realize that you needed to be the heroine of your own story. If you had a wake-up call, what was that? What did that look like? And yeah, and what your advice is, what your process was, what you'd want to share with other women who are going through the same journey. So start us off with your shirt, which I love. And for the, for the audio people, it says, what's your story? So Jesse, what's your story? I have many. There are many chapters to my story. In fact, there is a book in progress, but <laughs> let's start at the point where I definitely needed to reinvent myself. Actually, we're going to back up and just have a bit of a Coles Notes preface. So from a very young age, I was shooting videos uh, with my cousins on my grandma mm -hmm. and grandpa's VHS camcorder. I was about 10 years old doing commercials and music videos. I always had a passion for storytelling uh, and video, particularly when I went to high school, I did an aptitude test and it said, broadcast journalism. So I proceeded to attend Nate at 17 years old and graduated at 19, starting my career in the biz. Wow. And I had a wild ride. <laughs> I jumped right into the deep end, didn't do any of that traveling abroad stuff that I'm, I'm slated for. It's, a, it's on the list. But I did get a really great kickstart on my career. And I was very hungry and very passionate and still am about what I do. I'm really, really blessed that way. Um, and that I just love, I just love what I do every single mm. day. And so I've done everything from oil and gas videos in Fort McMurray to corporate videos, to uh, entertainment reporting on camera for city TV. And I did educational content for access television for those who know channel nine on the dial with the rabbit ears. I'm dating myself <laughs> uh, really have done and seen it all other than feature film, which is on the list as well. Mm. Uh, the last eight years of my career in the quote unquote industry in the biz, I was an award-winning television producer. I was co-executive producer on a series called Blackstone, which is very well known across Canada, especially in Vancouver and Toronto, where we were beating out shows like Stargate SG-1 and up against shows like Rookie Blue and Saving Hope and Orphan wow. Black. Wow. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. It was a wild ride. Walking red carpets had gowns designed for me, showing up in limos and town cars. It was the life. And at that time, I was in partnership, um, both in work and life with the executive producer of the show. And we were together for many years, blended a family, and we're on this wild ride and adventure together. 
what I didn't realize at the time and what I see now is that it was a very codependent relationship. Mm. And that was something that was common for me um, now that I'm able to reflect and look back. And in the fifth and final season of the show, everything came to a head with a whole bunch of things that I'm actually not allowed to talk about, (laughs) Uh, which left me without a phone, a car, and a career. I did have my home because at that point I had moved out and was living uh, where I'm actually am now, uh, a place Mm. slated safe haven. And uh, I did have my home to come home to, but nothing else. Wow. And so I was stripped of everything, including my identity, because at that time, Mm. Jesse was her career. Mm -hmm. I had been through the death of my mother at Mm. a very young age due to breast cancer, two divorces, and had this little beautiful girl Mm. uh, who I was taking care of on my own. And I had nothing. At this point now, when I look back, I can see I had everything, oh. but it took a while to get there. <laughs> wow. Wow. So in a moment, and that moment that we're talking about is that release of, of that dead dragon in a moment of ugly crying on my kitchen floor to my left, I needed to reinvent myself. Mm. I needed to recreate my world and I needed to start a new chapter in my story. Mm. And it was with the help of a mentor who reached her hand through the phone Mm. to pull me up off of that kitchen floor. And what had happened is at the time I was vice president of women in film and television of Alberta, WIFTA. Mm. And this woman, Susan Fenema Leonard, who is the founder and owner of People in Peaks Productions in Grand Cash, she was this beautiful human being who was moving into the position of, sorry, let me backtrack. I was on the board of Women in Film and Television of Alberta, and she was moving into the role of president. Mm. And so I had called her that day to say, I'm no longer in the industry. I don't even want to be connected to the industry because of all Mm. of the trauma that had occurred. I'm Mm -hmm. stepping away. And she said, you have over 20 years of experience that you can help our organization organization with. You can mentor young women. There is so much that you can give. I think it would be a great idea for you to start your own production company, provide women with opportunities. And by the way, you're now vice president of WIFTA. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, okay, okay, I can wow. do that. <laughs> so that's what started Modern Muse Media, my company. And It has been five years and a wild ride. Mm. I knew nothing about running a business. Uh, I knew nothing about bookkeeping and accounting. I ran a television series with over 300 cast and crew that had departments of people that handled all of these different things. I'd never done anything like this. I had my expertise and a very, very damaged ego. So Mm. not really truly believing in that expertise. Mm -hmm. But I crawled up off that kitchen floor and I just did it. I I did it. I started the company and they were my first client. And I worked with them to do some mentoring and training and and executive producing on some of their projects, working them through some of the business affairs and um, mentoring and the budget stuff and and whatever they needed. And it it grew from there. Hmm. 
but it was funny because you mentioned that we were on a, a panel recently together and we were talking about uh, a seat at the table for women. Mm-hmm. And there was one woman who said, well, if there isn't a chair, just bring your own chair to the table. And I was like, yes. And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, I built my own damn table. <laughs> and then <laughs> put the chairs around it for other women mm. to sit at. And so for or five years, we have been exclusively an all-female production team providing opportunity for women in the industry that I saw a huge lack of in my many years of experience in the camera departments, the editing departments, the lighting departments, sound, holding the equipment, using the equipment, doing the skills that they are so, so good at, but really intimidated by to Mm. even broach because the industry is so male dominated was we're seeing. Yeah. 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 So So here we are. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Jesse. Like, (laughs) so I knew, I knew you a little bit, but I had no idea of the magnitude, the complexity, the richness of your story. And, and truly I have been, on the kitchen floor. I know, I know what that is like. I know what that's like where everything that you've known has broken down. And, and in that moment, there's that choice, who am I going to show up as? Mm. And so in your case, I love that it, it lined up and you had this amazing mentor and, and woman who said, Hey, Hey girl, get yourself back up. You've got too much to offer, right? You are not defined. Maybe she didn't use this language, but you are not defined by this particular piece of your story. And so what advice would you have for other women who are navigating this journey? And maybe they're, maybe they're realizing like, oh, like I have some codependent tendencies, which I can also identify with that. Or maybe they're on the kitchen floor, or maybe they've fallen down on the kitchen floor a couple of times right? And they're kind of in that process. So what advice looking back, would you give to yourself during that journey? And what advice would you have for other women? I'm going to tell you that I have fallen on the kitchen floor multiple times myself and that those floor falls are truly a gift Mm. from God, from the universe, from whatever your belief system may be as they are an opportunity to rebuild and regrow. And I don't like to use the word start over Mm. because we're never really starting over. We are Mm. moving forward or rising up from a place of this wealth of knowledge and learning. And so it's, it's only up from the floor fall from the face plant. Yeah. It's only up from there (laughs) and that it is temporary. Yeah. And in time, one will see that as an opportunity mm. rather than um, the end of the world, which sometimes it can feel like. So I don't want yeah. an emotional bypass either yeah. in that those feelings are valid. Yeah. And it is temporary mm-hmm. and there are solutions. There are people to help. There are people support to support, even if that's not clear, even if mm. you can't see that through that haze in that moment, Mm -hmm. There are. And the advice is to ask for help. Mm -hmm. That is something I've had to learn the hard way, even over this past five years. Uh, In about year two, three, I faced massive burnout. It was an incredible debt and 
in my company and I was hospitalized for pneumonia. I almost lost my business. And I actually needed to ask my dad for help, which was Mm. extremely humbling because I'd never asked my dad for anything, including lunch money. Wow. And so there was this big shift that occurred that I had to take the cape off, Mm. that I had to reach out to a bookkeeper or some kind of accounting and like have a full disclosure because this wasn't my strength. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to run a business. I'm still seeking counsel because numbers are not my strength. I am a creative visionary. I bring story to life through video. I sit with people in meetings and they tell me what they think is their concept or what kind of video they want. And I see it. Mm. And then I execute. I don't look at financial statements and, and, and completely understand them and have that, that thorough um, aptitude for mm-hmm. numbers. So really putting people in places that do have those strengths. And that becomes difficult because when you're running your own business, it's, you know, oh, well, I can't afford that. I'm just going to do everything myself. There are people out there that will mentor and volunteer and help you for free. There are a lot of business owners that uh, myself included now that would love to take time to, you know, let's chat about something for an hour. Let's problem solve. Let's work through something. We've been through a lot of things. And so as the trailblazers now, um, we're here to help. So Mm. there is help. And sometimes it just doesn't look like it. And then there's also the fear of somebody looking at my numbers or somebody seeing my vulnerability and weakness and that I can't do it all. And that. I'm not strong enough and and it's and it shows up as weakness or as being a failure and that F word is <laughs> there's just such a, there's this negative energy that's attached to the F word failure and if we are able to shift that paradigm it is truly through our failures that we achieve the greatest successes mm-hmm. like that's yeah. the truth yeah. And, and failure really. And, and I, I, I know that we ascribe to a similar belief system in terms of how that looks. It's just the edge of what you've known. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and my belief is that failing is not falling down. It's staying down. We all fall down. We all fall down, but we have a choice about staying down. Yeah. So what is your next level challenge in terms of your own growth and development? So it's funny because some of my greatest fears that I deal with um, that are ongoing are actually not fear of failure, but rather fear of success. Mm. And that's where my limiting beliefs come in and caps. And so through COVID, we were lucky enough to see growth. Mm. Video became a main way of communication. Companies, people needed to embrace video, Mm. whether it be training uh, a person to light their home set, uh, Zoom etiquette, speaking yeah. uh, for video as a platform, video production, award shows, online courses. It just exploded. We've been very, very busy and we've been growing. And so the last year, year and a half, I've seen most of my work, which mm-hmm. is ongoing like this is not you receive a certificate and you're you're done it's just like it's (laughs) ongoing has been that fear of success that fear of growth Mm. I don't want to I don't want my company to be too big because then it's going to be more to manage and then it's going to be more stressful for me and I just want to keep it manageable and and thinking small Mm. when 
it doesn't have to be. We can continue to grow. I can put different people in place that can handle different responsibilities that don't fall back on me as long as I set it up structurally properly now at the beginning. Mm. And so really, again, strategically thinking about who I'm going to be putting in what roles and where due to the fact that I don't want to be chained to my business. I don't want my business to define my identity. I'm a huge person of play. Mm. I believe it is just as important as having a passionate career, being passionate about your career and work. And, and my work is play. So Mm. that's, that's great, but it's not all of, you know, cup of tea it there are challenges every single day mm-hmm. there's client relations there's cash flow challenges there's all of these things that continue to come up it's there's not perfection mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I don't want to be involved in the day-to-day mm-hmm. and my long-term plan so where I'm at is breaking through some of those fear of success barriers to position myself to bring somebody in as a managing director or as a CFO or, or COO or whatever that role title may be so that I can level up to where I want to be, which is really as the CEO, as the visionary overseeing mm. the bigger picture rather than the day-to-day. I love that. And you speak to such an important point, I think, for business owners and entrepreneurs is that often the limiting factor on your business is you. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. Right. And, and, and I know there was a point in time in my life where I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's, you know, it's this, that, 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 whatever, but really, and truly it is that that upper limit problem, right. That fear of success, that fear of failure, that fear of looking vulnerable, the, the feeling that I have to know it all. I need to be the superhero, right. I can't be vulnerable. I can't ask for help. And when you're the one who's trying to do and be everything, you're going to hit, you're going to hit a cap. You're going to hit a cap. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what has helped you in terms of taking off the cape? Because I think a lot of, a lot of people, we, we look to other people and they look like they've got it all together, right? They're like, Oh, they've got this amazing business or they've got this great love life or, you know, like they had a shower today, like whatever that looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. (laughs) (laughs) you know, but so I think we often, we look to others and we compare our worst day to their best day. And we think that that's, that's the the truth of their life or our life. And so what would you say to people who are thinking like, oh my gosh, whoever I'm looking at as a, as a model of inspiration, they've got it all together. I could never do that. What would you say to them? I love that you brought this up because it's something I hear very often. And it's maddening in that I have a large social media exposure. We are constantly putting out videos. I'm a vice president of the Edmonton Business Association. You know, I'm I'm involved in the community. And so there's a lot of exposure. And when I meet women, especially for the first time, it is something that I hear so often Hmm. in that Jesse, you look like you have it all together. Like you're doing so well and everything is so great, you know? And I think that something that I would really like to work on as uh, like human beings Mm. is sharing more of that truth. It's Mm -hmm. just that real authentic journey 
And, you know, often I will, I will answer or respond with like funny because I had a meltdown in the car in the parking lot right before coming in, you know, like <laughs> I have uh, high anxiety. Mm. It's something that I, I work through on a daily basis. I'm developing tools through uh, EFT and such, which is emotional freedom techniques to really manage that. Mm-hmm. But I was at a point where I would be driving the car and I would have a panic attack and I had to pull over because I just mm. couldn't even, I knew where I was going and I couldn't yeah. make a decision on what street to turn down to get there. Yeah. And yeah. people don't look at me and see that. Right. Yeah. And I, I hear it all the time. None of us do. Mm-hmm. None of us. So where I'm going with this is the sharing that I feel needs to happen much more often the the realness mm-hmm. the genuine experience without going into a negative energetic spiral mm-hmm. and so what that looks like is being honest about your experiences being honest about um, some of the challenges but not turning it into uh, a fueling of fire session yeah. where it's comparing all of the negatives but that it's like okay so we're going through this and I was able to overcome it because I called a family member or I was mm. able to overcome it because I did some breathing and, and really try to have that sharing without the, the negative spiral. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because totally. we can start bitching about our partner or yeah. complaining about our work yeah. or the vacation wasn't exactly as we expected rather than yeah. making sure that the energetic frequency is on, the, on an upswing, right? Yeah. But sharing, sharing that I'm not perfect. Life's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Things are challenging for all of us. Mm -hmm. And I think the number one thing is we really can't compare ourselves to others Mm -hmm. and, and where it's ingrained in us too. So that's definitely a barrier that I think that all of us have, have work to do in because it does come so naturally when really the only one that we need to be comparing anything to is, is where we set our own bar and ourselves, mm-hmm. right. And striving to just be a better version of ourselves than we were the day before. And then, and the day after that, and there's going to be slips and there's going to be lapses and there's going to be all of these two steps back. Yeah. But that the focus and the intention is on that forward momentum of personal self growth. Yeah. And, and truly that's, you know, what I believe becoming the heroine of your own life is about is that you don't negate the challenges. You acknowledge the challenges, you acknowledge those fall on the floor moments. And, and yes, you, you don't try to spiritual bypass them. You feel the feelings, you allow those emotions to move through you because otherwise it gets stored in your body as trauma and you don't want that. Right. (laughs) So you allow those, but then you, you pick yourself up well, I guess, first of all, you recognize that you have a choice to pick yourself up Mm. and say, who do I want to be here? And so maybe the vacation wasn't what I thought it was. Maybe my partner is driving me crazy. Maybe my, you know, I have a health thing I'm navigating. So, so yes, at the level of fact, these are happening, but who do I want to choose to show up as within this? How am I becoming the hero of my own journey? And really, I yeah. believe it's, it's, it's knowing, first of all, who you are, what's important to you. Yeah, definitely. And awareness yeah. and acknowledgement and, and gratitude, which is not a switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a term recently in regards to toxic positivity. Mm. 
which I thought was really powerful. It was actually mm-hmm. through uh, my daughter's coach and uh, Ashley Kumar, who I'm going to give a shout out to because she's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. And she was talking about that emotional bypassing and that there's toxic mm-hmm. positivity. So yeah. when a child is experiencing something or at school and the girls aren't getting along, I was, this was common for my mom. And I was just having this conversation with my cousin to gaslight the situation mm-hmm. with not with, without the intention of hurting me, but yeah. we will do that in all of our relationships sometimes where yeah. rather than validating or affirming the feelings or emotions, it's either, Oh no, they're not thinking they're not talking about you. You know, don't think yeah. you're just imagining things. And yeah. it's, is it a story you're creating in your head? And maybe yeah. it is, but that's not for us to call out other people mm-hmm. on that's for them mm-hmm. to call themselves out on. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that gaslighting that can occur. And, and then there's also the, like you said, like the emotional by- bypassing or the toxic positivity. So yeah. um, just be happy. <laughs> Let's ah. think about things we're grateful for. Let's list three things we're grateful yeah. for. And when I say this, I get these shudders because I've yeah. done this with my daughter. I've done this yeah. and yeah. I'm learning, I'm growing. Um, and again, I asked for help because she's preteen mm. and I don't know how to navigate this. Mm-hmm. So I brought somebody in that gives me tools to learn this. And mm-hmm. it's hard because there's a whole lot that I've done oh, yes. <laughs> wrong, quote unquote, or could have done better. But yeah. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know better. Yeah. I knew what I knew then. And now I know better. So I will do mm-hmm. better, Maya mm-hmm. Angelou, right? So it's uh, it's just, we need to be delicate with each other as well mm-hmm. in, in some of that desire to for other people to feel better because you don't want them to be bringing you down or your you down or your energetic vibe is kind of killing mine um by not doing that toxic positivity thing either it's mm-hmm. gratitude is not a switch it's a practice yeah and it takes time to be able to rewire the brain and that takes time too right you're actually yeah. changing synapses neurons yes. things are happening and you know we need to acknowledge that so it's a process yeah yeah. And I love, I love that Jesse, that truly we, you know, part of that process is being, I think being able to be present for ourselves, being present for the the ups and the downs, being present for the challenges, being present for the vulnerabilities, the scary bits, the parts of ourselves that, that maybe we haven't been comfortable with acknowledging and, and to allow them all to, to come into consciousness for us and I believe that as we do that for ourselves, we then create the capacity to hold that for others. And, and as we can hold that, then there's that room for that expression, that discharge. And as we release that, then there's the opportunity to say, okay, well, what's here now? Right. But yeah, I love that. And creating can, space. Creating space. And we can choose to, to stay in the stuff. Right. And, and if people have chosen to do that up until now, that's okay. Cause we all, and you said this as well, we all do the best that we can at the level of awareness that we're operating from. Um, but then as we, as we expand our awareness, we have choices about how we want to show up to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So any last, um, any last words you want for, to share for our listeners? Just that we're all in this together. You know, and in this conversation, we're having this high level dialogue 
that could potentially even sound a bit preachy and uh, and almost know it all. And yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that none of us know it all. And it's this is the human experience. And mm-hmm. we're all here to help each other. And we are all interconnected, feeding off each other's energies, giving each other's energies. Everything is energy. Yeah. And um, and that's just remember, I, I, so I try to remember, um, and I just talked about this with my team the other day, is mm-hmm. I run a human first company. We're humans mm-hmm. first. We work together secondly. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I just, you know, I love that we're all going through things that uh, I, I love the, the meme that we're, we're all going through things that that we don't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. And so let's give each other that, that grace yeah. and that empathy or sympathy or that compassion yeah. that we would want ourselves and, and to ourselves, I yeah. think, especially because yeah. oftentimes we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never <laughs> speak to others. And, uh, and I, yeah, I just, Let's be kind out there. It matters. Yeah, it it does matter. I love that. And thank you for that, um, for for acknowledging that and that the intent is absolutely not to sound preachy and and the intent really is to to inspire and to share different stories of how how I figured this out. Well, not that we ever figure it out, but how I'm figuring it out so far and, and really inspiring other women to realize like, hey. Hmm. If she can do it, I can do it. If she can yeah, do it, I can do definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. And you're worth it. <laughs> and you're worth it. Yeah. And you're so, good enough. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that. So thank you so much, Jesse. And in the show notes, I will include uh, links to all of Jesse's social. So you can follow her on social, check out her website. She's going to have a download available for you. And uh, as always, if you like this, I would appreciate your support. Like, subscribe, do the, do the podcast things and have a great day. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs>